Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm sure if I had the discussion with you and I asked you, what does love mean to you? Everybody would have a different response. For some people, love is finding that special person to have children with, to grow old with, and to have them as a, in some people say, a purpose partner. For some people, love may not necessarily be a goal, but it is for others. And it's been a very hot topic in the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic, where we've seen the rise of relationship gurus. You know them. We're talking people like Derek Jackson to Kevin Samuels. We've made a billion dollar industry in understanding relationships and finding ways in which we can improve. And we're talking from movies, such as movies of like, why did I get married? Or think like a man to books, books such as relationship goals from Pastor Mike Todd. If you're looking at through a Christian lens, we're looking at other books such as setting boundaries in marriages, dating and relationships. We're always trying to look for ways that we can either improve love or find love. I wanted to have the conversation centered around love. Now, initially, my thought process was to get a therapist on here. Why not get valuable knowledge from a therapist, specifically a relationship or a couples therapist, in which they are able to drop some knowledge and insight on how to, for example, communicate effectively or how to listen better. Unfortunately, that didn't quite happen as I had planned. I reached out to a therapist. Unfortunately, I didn't hear back from them in time um, before recording this episode. I also wanted to have a seasoned couple on the podcast to talk about their highs and lows. Now, if you've ever watched the podcast, Dear Future Wifey, was kind of going along the lines of something like that, whether it was one couple or two, wanted to have the conversation in which they could be vulnerable enough to have the conversation around relationships, what they've learned, the struggles that they struggled with. I do believe that by having honest, transparent conversation, it helps other people see that what they're going through, they're not alone. 
because ultimately relationships are not easy. They are hard. And so that's why I wanted to have this conversation more specifically centered around black love because I mean, hello, it's Black History Month. So I thought, why don't we do love to celebrate Valentine's Day and specifically black, black love to celebrate Black History Month? Um, as I mentioned, I didn't have any success getting a therapist and unfortunately no couple was uh, available or willing to have the discussion and that is okay. I'm hoping that in the future I could have more conversation and more dialogue and I figured what better way to open up the floodgates than to lead by example. So on today's episode we're talking about love and I actually managed to get my fiance on the podcast but you know the drill before we get into anything about his episode it is the first episode of the month February and so this month it is artist and song of the month so the artist and song of the month is by an artist here in Toronto by the name of the honest guy now his actual name is Mumbarak Adiyemi. I do apologize if I am butchering your name if you listen to this episode. Um, now, as I always say, I'm always looking for a song and an artist for each month because I think it's great to highlight Canadian talent, Black Canadian talent specifically. Now, when I landed on his stuff, it was due to the fact that I was on Instagram page, which was the Legacy Awards, and somehow his name popped up. And I was searching and I saw more about his content, more of his music. And this song specifically captivated me. It was something about the song that I thought would be so fitting for Valentine's Day. It's so sweet. It's it's just an, an amazing song. It's a very good, feel-good couple song. Um, and it's through the eyes of a male. And I really, really love this. So without further ado, let's get into my pleasure by the honest guy Healing is in your hands 
song of course i only give you a little snippet of it so if you do want to hear the full song i definitely encourage you to go listen to it you can find it wherever you listen to your music it's even on youtube guys it's called my pleasure by the honest guy really like this song because it's almost like two people are serenading each other and it's just such a nice song so fellas if you're looking for a song for your special lady definitely suggest this one my pleasure by the honest guy it's also featuring Nija or Naja if I'm saying that wrong that is the female that you're hearing on the track as they do that song together now if you're enjoying any of the songs that I put out for the artisan song of the month I have created a playlist and so what you can do is you can check the show notes You can click on that link and it will bring you to Spotify in which you can listen to all the songs from the Artisan Song of the Month and just enjoy the great vibe. Now, I'm going to do one more thing before we get into today's episode. I know, I know I'm stalling and I'm not doing it purposely, I promise you. But what I'm going to need you guys to do is I'm going to need a huge favor from you. I'm going to need you to rate and comment anytime you listen to our episodes. So whether that's through Spotify, because you can now rate and comment on Spotify or through Apple Podcasts, leave a rating as well as a comment. What that does for me is the more comments, the more ratings that I receive, the more likely that my podcast can end up on top charts. So please, please, please like the episode, like the podcast as well as leave your comments. Finally, I don't know if I had mentioned this in previous episodes, but we are on YouTube. So if you're looking for more of a visual content on YouTube, I know I was having issues trying to get the videos up, but it looks like they've all been resolved. And so we're on YouTube. Our latest episode that we did with Jaden in terms of home ownership and what that could look like for you, that is on there as well, as in which we have the conversation about that. Now, if you didn't get the chance to listen to that episode, strongly suggested especially if you're living in Ontario I do want to have more of these conversations with other realtors in different parts of Canada just because my listeners are all over Canada and why not just give you guys some knowledge and gems that way it helps you uh, when the time comes for home ownership so that you know what to prepare for and what you need to do in order to start that journey So that also means that I'm going to need you to subscribe on YouTube although I'll be posting audio content there i'm more likely to post a lot more other content outside of the podcast on there as well maybe i'll do some reaction videos whatever the case may be but subscribe there as well i will mention that that any podcast episode that we drop will first be dropped here being that youtube has a lot more restrictions for example the artisan song of the month i cannot do on youtube obviously for copyright reasons And so that's why it will be dropped here before it goes onto YouTube. So think of it this way. You get early access here before it becomes visually available for you on YouTube. And if you're going to watch those episodes on YouTube, you might as well subscribe to the channel as well as share it as well and like it. You know how it goes. I don't need to tell you. I'm sure if you've watched enough YouTube content to know, I'm going to need you to like, subscribe and comment. 
the more you do that, again, the more likely that my podcast gets seen and on YouTube suggested videos to watch. So I've done my plug. I'm done. Let us get into today's episode. Love is definitely a hot topic of conversation. People are always looking for it. They are looking to find their purpose partner or looking to find their better half. And especially in the last three years, we've seen so much in terms of gender wars. We've seen the red pill community. We've seen the blue pill community. We've seen how men have been categorized under alpha male or beta male. We've seen women talk about how men are this, that, and the other. I mean, if you're not on TikTok, you've pretty much heard it all. And so I just wanted to have this conversation to get a moment to sit and just listen to the conversation that me and my fiance are having. And we're hoping that by having this conversation, it will give you the moment to reflect and to silence the noise around you with regards to what you're supposed to be looking for in a partner. And once you reflect, it will help you to make better decisions moving forward. I wanted people to remember that relationships is a journey. It is not a destination. You're constantly working on yourself. You're constantly working towards each other and together. And it just doesn't end. Especially if you're married. Literally, the saying is, till death do you part. And so I wanted people to have an understanding and be realistic about relationships. They're not gumdrops and lollipops and unicorn. Unfortunately, there are times where you do have to go through the trenches and work towards finding a solution. But if you really put in the work and you put each other first, anything is possible. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) So this is my first in-person interview. So welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> so tell my listeners, who are you? I am the fiance of Michelle. So that would be my fiance. Yes, I am your fiance. <laughs> so um, in honor of Valentine's Day, I thought we could have a conversation about relationships. Okay. And I thought that it would be great as a fiance, fiance, you know, we could have a conversation, reflect um, on past and current. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to get into it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so let's give our listeners some context on how we met. So I'm going to let you go first because I know we have two different <laughs> stories. She only one. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, what is our love story? Our love story. Um, <laughs> so, one weekend, um, about roughly slightly over ten years ago, me and my friends took a road trip from Toronto to Montreal, and um, we went to some parties. It was Labor Day weekend, um, and at one of the parties. I met you, spit a little game, <laughs> got the phone out, and the digits got into my phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, the rest is history, I guess. And this was back in the day when we had BBM, right? Right. 
Blackberries. So, yes. So for our listeners, if you don't know what BBM is, it's kind of like um, what's up. Right. So it's called Blackberry Messenger. And at the time, you didn't have to give somebody your phone number. You could easily just give them your PIN. Um, that way, if you don't like the person, you could easily delete them. Unlike what's up. They have your number. Um, yeah, I remember it the same way. Um, I was there because my friend at the time, her boyfriend was celebrating uh, a birthday and so it was the whole gang of us that was there and um i remember meeting you in the club because that's where we met in the right, club right. and um seemed like a vibe seemed like a good time um we exchanged numbers like you said or pins and then we just kind of started talking from there right yeah that's pretty much it i didn't have any at the time when I first met you, I didn't have any expectations. I just thought, okay, I got to meet someone. I know someone in Montreal now. So if I come back to Montreal, I have someone that I can hang out with or talk to or show me around or suggest you know, restaurants or whatever, what have you. Um, I didn't think too much of it because you know I was in Toronto, you were in Montreal. Um, so in my mind, we probably weren't going to date. Um, but I thought you were cool. And yeah, so that's pretty much how I viewed it. And I guess one thing led to another, and uh, we started dating. Yes, ten years later. <laughs> um, what were your first impressions of me? Um, I thought you were nice. Um, I thought you were attractive, and um, you had a very bubbly personality. Still do. Right, that's your personality exactly. <laughs> so I'm very laid back. So, um. And I think in my past, the type of women that I've dated in the past were a little bit more laid back as well. So this was a little bit different. Um, and it was different in a good way. It was something that actually just, you know, it made things more interesting. You know, your personality and my personality. You know, I think it, uh, I said, like, well, okay, she's, you know, she's, she's kind of fiery there, you know. She's uh, very brother. bubbly and all that. So, um, yeah, it was just different to me. And I thought that you were a nice person, so. That was my first impression. Um, my first impression of you. Okay, so to be honest, we were in the club. So you can't really see anybody very well in the club. You could just kind of go off of vibes. Um, but when we exchanged numbers and started to talk, I saw how like smart you are. I'm attracted to brains. Um, so when you were dropping gems and all that sort of stuff, I was like, okay, this guy's really smart. I like, he makes me think. I like the way he makes me think. Um, so that was before we met, um, like, um, in person with the lights on, not in the club. Um, and then when we met face to face, I was like, oh, he's really good looking. He can dress. Um, he seems very sweet. I like the vibe that he's giving. So uh, that's my first impression before we met and after we met. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so let's go back to our first date. What do you remember about that night? The first thing that comes to mind is... Okay, so um, our first date, she came to Toronto. I believe she came because it was... Thanksgiving, and she's visiting her family in Toronto. Um, so we kind of made a date out of it, I guess. And um, we did a few things. One, we went to Canada's Wonderland. It was uh, a Halloween event because we met in, uh, well, she came down in the month of October. 
um, and then we also went to dinner. Um, so first thing that comes to mind is Wonderland uh, because, like I mentioned, it was a Halloween event and um, people were you know wearing their Halloween costumes, like a haunted house type of event. So it was very spooky and I, I like you know scary movies and whatnot. So it was interesting to me and um, I just remember being chased in the in the the park with uh by a bunch of the staff who were dressed up in, in their Halloween costumes because the way they they are they kind of act on people who appear to be afraid and I'm not afraid mm-hmm. but I remember like at one point we were walking through some cornfield in the park and people were kind of jumping out of nowhere and I remember eventually I'm like okay I got to use the bathroom so we went back to the front of the park I went to the bathroom and um people that were there and the staff saw that I was kind of like reacting to the people that were jumping out of nowhere so they kind of attacked me and um, they were all like you know trying to scare me and then at one point they they held hands and did like a ring around the rosy around me <laughs> um, galloping around me and acting like zombies or whatever and I just remember like being afraid and running into the bathroom and then um, they didn't follow me into the bathroom but when I came out of the bathroom they were right there waiting for me I came out of the bathroom, they attacked me again, ran around me, held hands, did the whole ring around the rosy again. Um, it was funny, you know. It was it was it was hilarious, but um also scary too, um, because of the way they were doing it, which is kinda weird. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's kinda what jumps up at, at me at first and then obviously we went to dinner as well. Uh, we went to like a Korean barbecue where you kind of uh, cook your own food, there's a grill on the table. They bring out food and you cook it yourself. So I remember that. And I also remember walking through the Scarborough Town Center. Um, I don't remember what we bought or what we went shopping, but we kind of walked through the mall. And I remember, you know, us just talking and vibing. And there was definitely a connection. Um, I remember that for sure. Yep. I remember the same things. Um, Dinner was new for me because I've never been to a Korean grill or a Korean barbecue grill um, and I just remember the ambiance was really nice the place was very nice and it's a great first date if you think about it because you have to like get to know the person because what it is is there's like a grill in the middle of the table and you're grilling your food and so while you're waiting for your food to cook you can use that time to like talk to each other get to know one another better and I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that part because like we were still kind of trying to figure out who each other were um so I enjoyed that it was nice it was downtown um, and then, of course, there was the Wonderland. I remember that um, time because I went to the bathroom. And when I came back out, you looked so freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You looked so freaked out. Yep. Um, and, I, I mean, I laughed but because it was it was just so weird. But um, I remember that. And then um, we went into, I think it was a haunted house we went into. And there were clowns. Yep. Yeah, um, and then that. we did a roller coaster, and I hate roller coasters. And you're like, let's do a roller coaster. And I was like, ugh. And I guess because I liked you so much, I was like, yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> so we did the roller coaster, and you're like, oh, you did it for me, even though you didn't want to do it. I was like, don't make this a habit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I remember that. And then, you know, of course, Scarborough Town Center when we went. Um, and we have pictures, of course, too. You know, look back at those moments. I don't think we have anything from Wonderland. I wouldn't think no, so. 
It was dark. It was nighttime. Yeah, it was nighttime. Um, but uh, that's what I remember about our first date. Now, did you know you wanted to pursue us further? Um, at that point, no. Okay. Um, because, you know, in my mind, you know, you're in Montreal, I'm in Toronto. I wasn't really a fan of long-distance dating. So when we first met in the club, like I said, I just thought that I have someone that I know that I can hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I hadn't really spent time with you at that point, I didn't think too much of it. When you came down to Toronto and we actually went on our date, at that point, I kind of thought to myself, okay, you know what? The chemistry is definitely there. Right. Um, and I think at that point, I started thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? I think I want to take this a little bit further than, than just hanging out as friends. Um, so, yeah, I think I did at that point. Okay. Speaking of long-term relationships, I mean, long-distance relationships, mm-hmm. um, we dated long-distance for three years. What is your advice? Sorry, what is your advice for long-distance relationships? Um, I would say just to have patience. Um, if you guys are serious, you eventually will live in the same city. If, you know, eventually, at some point. And also just to make the best of it. Um, so visit each other as much as possible. Um, I think you were in school at the time, yeah. and I was working at the time. So we didn't have the freedom to visit each other as much as we would like but we still made an attempt to see each other frequently. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that you should do definitely for in a long distance relationship. Um, distance can make the heart grow fonder. Um, but at the same time, you know, too much distance can also, you know, have the adverse effect, I think sometimes too. So just making the effort, making the time to do that, um, I think would, would definitely go a long way. I agree. Um, and vacations take a lot of vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to do one, um, a vacation together. Um, I would also say, in terms of advice for a long distance relationship, like you were saying, you know, take the time, well, put in more effort, more time, so that you guys could spend time together. But another thing is also like, if you guys know you're going to pursue a relationship together, and you want to see it go past long distance kind of create a goal together so know that let's say if it's like in my situation i was in school so having the conversation around okay well once you're done school what does our relationship look like right does it mean that you're coming down here am i coming up there um so at least that's something that you guys could kind of look forward to like after for example three years um three years comes and it's like okay well i'm coming down that way you could kind of uh, pursue the relationship even further live together whatever um that is um so yeah okay yep i agree so last year we celebrated our first milestone together we celebrated 10 years together so it's been a journey on this journey what have you learned about yourself um well for me I tend to not have a lot of patience at times. Um, so during the 10 years that we've been dating, you know, anytime you have a long-term relationship, it's going to require patience. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. And uh, I think I actually learned that I do have patience, actually, um, more than I thought that I had. Um, and I also learned how to kind of keep the spark going, um, finding ways to keep things interesting. Um, you know, learning how to live together uh, with someone else, I learned that for sure. Um, we now live together, so um, I had to learn that. 
And um, yeah, I learned that I could do a long term relationship. I've had some long terms in the past, but not as much as 10 years. No. Um, so I, I definitely learned that I could do that as well. What have I learned? <laughs> I learned that. Surprise, surprise, I'm not always right. Um, I know that's right. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, I, I always had patience, but I think I have mastered patience. Um, especially when you have kids, like, I think I've mastered it. I think I've mastered well, it. Well, yeah, you think? Okay. <laughs> what, you don't think so? Yeah, I'm just saying. You should be sure. If you, I think I have. say mastered is pretty strong words, you know, okay. you should be sure of it. You know I think I'm mean? at a, a higher level of patience okay. than I was when I first came in. Let's put it that way. Okay. Like maybe it went up a notch okay. <laughs> in the patience department. Um, I've learned um, not to let things, um, like don't let things just fester in the relationship. Like try to, um, you know, if you if it's a situation of, let's say, you dropped an orange, like don't let it be about the orange just you know teamwork um if he drops it you pick it up kind of yeah so i would say i've learned that i'm able to work very well as a team okay teamwork <laughs> teamwork yeah got it um and i would say that's what i've learned about myself okay yeah um they say that people grow and learn throughout their relationship. What have you learned? So what about this relationship have you learned? Um, I've learned to uh, listen with the intent of listening as opposed to listening with the intent to reply. I've learned how listening to reply, how that can be detrimental and to try to actually listen and uh, taking what's being said. Mm. Um, I've learned how to, you know, just co coexist with somebody. Living in the same house is not easy, mm. um, especially if, when it's your first time living with somebody um, that you're dating. So I've learned how to share a little bit more than I'm used to because, you know, my siblings are a lot older than me, so I didn't have to share with certain things. I had everything myself, um, and they had their stuff as well, so I kind of had to learn to share um, a little bit more and um, just learning how to you know make time for the other person um, when we're separate and we're living in two different cities we kind of both are in our own separate worlds right. um, living together now um, you know you have to definitely put in the work make time for the person make time to do things especially when you have kids that's yeah. a big one you know you, you can get so wrapped up in your, your kids and what your kids are doing and school and homework and all that stuff mm. but you have to always remember to you know see your partner as well um, so I learned how to do that I agree I'm going to say the same thing as you about like uh, uh, being able to continue to spend time with your other person um, I've also I mean in terms of relationships I would say all of those things so pretty much everything that you said but in terms of what I specifically learned um, in this relationship that I wasn't doing before. Um, being more aware of my surroundings. 
Um, I remember we were having a conversation and you're like, oh, you should always be more aware of your surroundings. I was never that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I'm trying to make a more conscious effort to be more aware of my surroundings. So you've taught me that. Can you give any examples of this? Uh, (laughs) What do you mean exactly? Um, So I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, close to my workplace, there was a guy that... Yes. Ran off the road, so drove onto the sidewalk. Yeah, drove onto the exactly. And um, I wasn't there that day because our daughter was sick. Um, But when we, when you came home and we were talking about it, and he's like, you know, you have to be very aware of your surroundings. And in that moment, I think it really like clicked. Like, okay, I get it. Because you work in that area where this happened. Exactly. Yeah. And if you were on your lunch break, yes. Yes. And you had your headphones in, or you just weren't paying attention. Yeah. You know, God forbid. You know. It would be a different story if I right. was there, right? So, you know, I've learned that, you know, um, be um, aware of your surroundings. Um, I've learned um, to embrace more of my natural beauty. Um, I was all up in, I mean, I guess to some degrees, I'm somewhat in it. Not as bad, but... I was big on the wigs and the weaves and the all of that. And um, you were just like, well, you know, you could always just rock your hair natural. <laughs> and I was like, no, I really like what I'm doing. Um, but then after my daughter was born, I, I knew I had to make a, a shift. And whenever my hair was in a natural state, you'd always be like, oh, I love it like this. So you did encourage um, natural beauty. And I learned to love this new look of me mm-hmm. um before i was like into like i said the wigs and the weaves and all right. this sort of stuff so right. i was into that look and it was an adjustment at first um but i learned to and i love it um still trying to figure it out though it's a process <laughs> it is um but um i've learned that as well and just a lot of things that you've taught me and that i've learned in the course of this relationship um whether you're dropping some sort of like knowledge or some sort of facts um or just deep thinker sean right um i've learned a lot from you so i don't know if you learned anything from me yeah i've (laughs) I've learned you know i've learned some things too um what doesn't count no no i'm just saying (laughs) um yeah so little things i've learned from you um how to you know be a little bit more friendly with other people like your neighbor <laughs> our neighbors for example um there's been so many times that you know i'm very much a laid-back person that can be to myself at times and you know michelle is a lot more extroverted and friendly with people and you know we moved to you know to where we moved to and our neighbors start you know they knew her by her first name and she just you know knew neighbors and Things would, you know, actually work to our benefit based on how Michelle was able to communicate with our neighbors. You know, we had a neighbor that had a daughter that we can bring our daughter to come play with. Had it not been for Michelle, you know, maybe we wouldn't have that connection because she was the one that was talking to her and got to know her. So I've learned how to kind of be a little bit more um, outgoing in that regard and meeting people uh, because you never know when you might need that person or you can help that person out if they need you. Um, So I learned that. Um, yeah, I've learned a, a few other things, little things here and there. Also, like when I'm making, uh, I, I love to cook. I love to make food, you know, uh, barbecue and what have you. 
I learned how to use like the you know the baking sheet as opposed to just using tin foil so it doesn't stick you know Michelle kind of and obviously I knew that baking sheets existed but in my mind they were for baking um, I never actually used it for like chicken wings or whatever you know so I kind of learned how to use that to make certain things and it just made the whole process a lot easier yeah. um, but I can go on and on like, there's little <laughs> things here and there that I've learned along the way and the maple syrup don't forget that. Well, I didn't learn that from you. I knew that maple syrup existed. Um, but once you, you know, kind of stressed, you know, that this is a lot better than the table syrup, and I actually sat down, okay, you know what? I've had it back in the day when I was younger. Let me let me revisit this. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, <laughs> when it comes to pancakes, that maple syrup, man, you can't go wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? So haven't looked back. I don't mess with table syrup no more. It's all maple syrup, so... Like I said, things like that is what I've learned from her. Yeah. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes, it is. So this episode is obviously to honor the lovers, the couples for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And now in honor of Valentine's Day, do you think it's important to celebrate love only on one day or every day? Um, I think every day is ideal. Um, but I'm not against having like a Valentine's Day where... It's a specific day that we kind of commemorate our love for each other. Um, I think both can coexist. You can show love every day. And then also on that special day or on that particular day, you can just, you know, make it known, you know. Yeah. I know some people who are, you know, against that idea. Like, they, you know, I know people who don't even celebrate Valentine's Day because they're so strong on the mindset of, no, no, it should be every day. And I get their point, but I feel like it can be both. Okay. You can love each other every day and also take that time off of that day as well and just kind of maybe go the extra the extra mile or do something that you don't normally do. Um, so, yeah, that's my perspective on that. They say that Valentine's Day is specifically made for women. But guys, I, I'm assuming guys want to be romance too. So talk to the women. What can uh, what can women do for their, their guy or give them some ideas? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Or what does Valentine's Day look like for men? Well, I can't speak for all men, um, but I know that one thing that men like is to be appreciated, um, especially if you're a father or, you know, you have, you know, you own your home with your with your lady, you know, just showing appreciation for everything that that he does would go a long way. Um, and I guess just kind of know your man, like know what he likes, what he's into, um, what his love language is. Um, that should tell you kind of what would work best for him. I know for me, um, 
just showing appreciation and um I, I definitely can appreciate like a you know like I, I'll buy the flowers and the candy and all that but you know even a nice card that means something that you know I can identify with or just the any kind of effort that you that you put extra on that day to kind of show me that you care and that's definitely something that I would enjoy there you go guys ladies I hope <laughs> that helped to some degree um, but yeah thank you for that um, now, what about you same question oh um I do think that you for one, I do think you should celebrate love every day. And like you said, um, if um, Valentine's Day comes and maybe you could use that opportunity to do something a little bit more than what you would normally do every day. But I do agree, you know, um, you shouldn't have it just be one day. Like it should never be that you don't celebrate each other throughout the year. And it's only that one particular day. Right. Um, because. I understand for some people who may have kids, for example, how easy it is to get under the routine and forget each other. Um, but I think with relationships, you definitely have to keep thinking of each other. Right. And so that's why I say you should always celebrate it every day. If you want to go all out on Valentine's Day, sure, great. Right. Um, but don't um, don't wait until February 14th just to show your lady love. Right. Um, as for what do women want um i'm probably the worst person <laughs> to ask this uh answer this question because i'm very simple like food is what i want right. <laughs> um food flowers i'm sure there are still some women out there that still very much enjoy roses um and um whatever their love language is so if it's a gift um i know for um some women they like um, when their partner listens to something specific and so when Valentine's Day comes up like they remember so it's like being thoughtful okay um, and again like I like you said I can't speak on behalf of all women um, but definitely one little tidbit is definitely listen to your woman when she's I don't know randomly saying something like let's say she says oh my my ring light broke I have to go buy myself another ring light to do a a meeting at work and then you surprise her with a new ring light it's you know you were you thought you, you thought hurt about her. exactly yeah um so yeah and well my love language is um physical touch so that's pretty <laughs> that's so pretty easy mm, yeah <laughs> hey um it's very easy there um i'm i i can i i have to say i'm a little bit of an easy date you know good food good times laugh joking around not thinking i do you think i'm a am i a cheap date cheap date <laughs> am i a cheap date um i wouldn't say you're a cheap date am i expensive but i know that you don't like you're not one of those people that like you don't have to have the expensive date to no. be happy so i wouldn't say you're a cheap date but you're not also pressed on the issue of you know it better be like a oh, five-star restaurant and this and that as long as the food's good you're oh not yeah as it. long as the food's good <laughs> that's what I'm like um I'm probably the worst person to ask this question um but yeah listen where did we go um one time you took me to a, I think it was a pub or a bar and I'm like oh I had good food so that was great with me right 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 wild right. wings hey great Amen. food I'm not complaining <laughs> more money in my pocket yeah, okay well, whatever <laughs> 
Now, do the environment of culture affect your views on love? What type of love uh, were you looking... If it was not culture, what type of... Like, what did um, affect your views on love and what you wanted love to look like for you? Um, that's a good question. Um, I guess, like I mentioned, I feel like a lot of times what men want can sometimes get overlooked and i feel like in today's culture like you know as a you know as a parent for example you know mother's day is extravagant and you know father's day kind of just comes and goes mm. so i guess in, in that kind of culture or that society that we live in feeling as though men also or sometimes get overlooked i think for me love meant not being overlooked and uh showing appreciation and showing the same amount of love for your man as you would like to have received for yourself. Um, so, yeah. So, did anything culture, like watching music videos, ever affect your idea of like, oh, this is what I would like a relationship to look like? Movies, uh, celebrities, anything of that sort that you looked at? Or did you use maybe like family members as role models instead? Um, I don't think I look to anything like that as far as movies or music videos or family members. I think, like I said, it's just more so what I saw in society. And I felt like the opposite of what I saw would be something that I would enjoy. You know, just the opposite of the fact that I feel like we often get overlooked. So to get looked at and to get appreciated was something that I saw would be like my way of, yeah, this is real love. You know what I mean? Okay. Um. What about you? Unfortunately, <laughs> I would have to say um, I was a little bit um, um, persuade, and I wouldn't even say from culture. Maybe it was the Disney movies <laughs> where um, a princess and a prince, they get married, and you know how they would end it off with, and they lived happily ever after. I think to some degree... Um, I let that affect me a little too much. Um, and uh, I don't think it was celebrities because I wasn't really into celebrities. But I think it was just the mindset of like when you find your prince, you're going to live happily ever after. They never... Fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I feel like that's, you know, common for women especially. I think, that, you know, little girls who you know, see this and they watch the princess and they wash the glass shoe and all those things and it kind of this and then tv would reinforce that too and yeah so little girls grow up thinking okay i have to get married i have to have a big house i have to be something under my you know so it's off my feet and he's gonna be my prince right and right doesn't literally have to mean a prince there but like he's the total package right um and so i think i think it definitely yeah not proud of it but i definitely think that um disney culture did not help mm. at all for me um because i think i had developed a, such a maybe unrealistic view of what love was supposed to be okay or what it's to look like right 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 um and um you know there's a great thing about reality <laughs> it likes to slap you in the face right so uh quickly when i started to actually date is when i realized okay so there's no such thing as a fairy tale and you live happily ever after kind of thing well i mean you can still live happily ever after but maybe just not in disney sense right 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 <laughs> but you're still gonna be you know you still want to be happy i think what you're well correct me if i'm wrong i think what you're referring to is that 
it's not going to be perfect. You know, it's, in real dating, it's not perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. The cartoons, Disney cartoons, they don't show you that. Exactly. They just show you the yeah. There's no downs. There's no downs. And so you literally may go into thinking that this is relationships. Right. Until you go, get into a relationship of your own. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what I saw that's on TV. That's not new. That is not <laughs> what I saw on TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that it was, unfortunately, Disney that ruined it for me. Um, now, in today's dating world, it seems like people are breaking up. And I mean over the trivial things, not the big things. Um, like, for example... Um, he chews with his mouth open. Right. Something really small. Okay. Now, they're not heavy things. So why do you think that is? Why do you think people are just like, yeah, no, I'm done. And I mean, maybe three months into a relationship because something small. Um, I think there's a few possible reasons for that. I think human nature is very impatient. Um, people are very impatient. People want things yesterday. And if they feel like, okay, you know what? I can't deal with this or I don't like this. Instead of working on it with a the person, they just want to move on to the next one. Mm. They wanted to say, you know what? It didn't work out. I'm trying to start all over again. It's like, no. Sometimes you have to work on things. Right. And I think people just typically don't want to put in the effort. Um, also, I feel like social media also has played a part in it as well and I'm, what I mean by that is is now we're in a situation where we, everyone knows millions of like hundreds of thousands of people like back in the day if you were in school you knew your people that you went to school with you know your friends and that's pretty much it now you're on Instagram and you got 10,000 friends and followers and it's just it's easier to say like you know what it's not working out here I see 10,000 other women I can talk to mm. let me go on to the next woman or the next man um, I think it's just the social media culture that we're bombarded with so many people and people are posting things and everyone has an opinion in this podcast and people are talking about yeah. what they're not going to accept and this and that and you kind of just get lost in that and similar to the what you're saying about the whole Disney and fairy tale I think social media can also give you that same effect you're thinking that okay in order for this to be successful it has to be like this it has to be perfect people don't typically post the, the downs they only post yeah. the money the cars you know the outfit they're always happy they don't post you know when they're upset or when they're down so it can make you think that okay you know what if it's not working it must not be the right person for me on to the next uh, when in reality you know he might be the right person for you it just might take a little bit more work to get yeah. to that point i agree um i do think it's a situation where I think we're kind of a part of the now culture. Like, we want things now. And if it doesn't happen now, then we don't want it. Um, and so you're right. There is that mindset of maybe people are not willing to work for it. I think there's also this narrative that goes out there that they have to be... The person who they're dating has to be perfect. Um, or else I can't be with you. And reality is nobody is perfect. Right. And so... Um, I do think that, like you said too, social media doesn't help because in the mindset is, well, if it doesn't work with this person, I could just go on Instagram, Facebook, 
TikTok or whatever, and just like you could easily just slide into somebody's DMs. Right. So. Um, now there's so many apps too. Yeah, dating there's apps and yeah, there's tons of them, and not necessarily you meet people off of the dating apps. Like I said, just regular. You know, there are so many stories out there of how people have met through Instagram um, and started relationships off of that. Um, so I do think I agree with you in that sense that people are not willing to do the work. Um, it's so crazy because I would watch or see comments online and pe- women would be like, oh, no, if, um, I'm not tolerating that. Like as if to say that, um, let's say whatever the situation is and they're saying they're not tolerating it anymore. And it's like, yeah, but um, you have to work at it or else if you don't work at it, you don't know like what this could blossom to be. Right. So I feel like, the, like you said, there's no patience. I remember I was watching a video of Michelle Obama talking about how Barack was working her nerves and she said the exact same thing it seems as though a lot of I don't know if she's speaking on men as well but she was saying women are so quick to just let it go because it's not working the way it they had envisioned it to work and she's like if I did that with Barack I would not be with him today right and I would not be the first lady we would not be the couple that you see now right and so she's just trying to say, like, there's a road, you know, you have your ups and your downs. But as long as it makes sense, like, of course, we're not encouraging people to be in, like, abusive relationships. Right, right, right. Right. Within reason. Within you know. reason. It has to make sense. If it's just small things like, I don't agree on the way you vacuum this carpet. Okay, that seems a little petty and a little small. Um, so definitely kind of like work on it. And I agree that some people are just so quick to let it go. And I would definitely encourage people to really like, you know, work at whatever relationships that they are at. Um, because you never know what it will blossom to be. Right. And then if you don't do that and let's say you just get up and leave, the next person that you date is going to have their own set of issues too. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Maybe you don't like how he chews with his mouth open. Maybe the next guy doesn't do that, but maybe the next guy has other issues that also would annoy you. So you can't really escape it. There's going to be people who have different way of doing things that you don't necessarily like, but it goes both ways. Yeah. I'm sure there's things about that person that also he doesn't like or she doesn't like. Um, but as long as you can coexist and get to a common ground, you should be fine. I agree. I definitely encourage people to work on their relationships and don't let small things like what chewing is what you gave chewing or vacuuming or cleaning or whatever you know work on them um let's see what is the hardest part about being in a relationship that you knew you needed to adjust to but it was very difficult i would say um moving on from certain you know when you're dating someone for a long time there's going to be things that are going to pop up or happen that might bother you or might bother her or him and i think being able to let go um and forgive whenever those things happen Mm. um is is that was something that you know i felt was hard at, at first you know but um i think once you accept the fact that hey this is how it's going to be like there's going to be things that are going to come up that you're not going to like or she's not going to like or that you may disagree on it's normal mm-hmm. just not abnormal it's normal um so let go let it go you know come to a common ground and try to move forward um i would say okay so i've got two <laughs> one of them is really like 
eye roll. And the other one's like, okay. The first one was sharing a same bed. <laughs> I was so used to having my own bed and I knew I needed to adjust to this. I'm like, but I miss having a whole bed to myself. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, it's gonna be a little bit of an eye roll. So let me have well, that one. You're being honest. So it was just, you know, a whole bed is nice. Um, the other thing that I needed to adjust to was, um, or, or I should say that I'm still trying to adjust to is um, how to deal with um, difference of opinions. Um, and I know that it's something that I'm I'm still working on, but like, it's okay that somebody has a different opinion from you. As much as you want them to be on the same page as you and see things your way, that's what I working on okay. kind of working on it okay um what advice do you have for couples who are going through a difficult season and they don't know if they're going to make it through it um i guess it depends on what's causing this difficult season like what's causing the issues but i would say my advice would be to if you've tried talking to each other and nothing is working don't be afraid to seek help you know there's always couples counseling mm -hmm. marriage counseling um you know don't be afraid to do that it doesn't mean that you're a failure or that something's wrong with you it just means that you know what things are not working the way you want them to work and you're trying to find a way to make it work and sometimes when you've tried everything that you feel like you've done all the work and it's still not working but you still love the person you still want it to work nothing is wrong with asking someone for you know some help on that on that journey we all you know get help from time to time we all have seen doctors for medical reasons we've all um, maybe have gotten tutors at some point or gotten help with our homework look at it that way you're just getting help along your journey it's not a, it's not something that you should be ashamed of and i think some people in certain cultures they don't like the idea of seeing a counselor or seeing a psychiatrist but nothing is wrong with it um, so my advice would be if you've tried everything and nothing seems to work, don't be afraid to seek help from somebody else. I agree. Nothing more to add, really. Um, definitely um, go seek help. I, like you said, there's sometimes people who think like going to see a therapist is a form of weakness or sometimes people have that mindset of like, what's this person going to really help me to do? Right. And sometimes people have that mindset of... Um, I'm not listening to somebody who don't who hasn't been in a 25, 40, 50 year marriage. I'm not talking, but I think a lot of people don't know what therapy is, and so that's why they say these things. I think just so um, our listeners know, therapy is a way for somebody in the middle to navigate the conversation and get the each party to see it. Um, how one per so if somebody is explaining it one way the therapist can make it so that the other person understands what that person is trying to say or what they're trying to convey yeah um i think a lot of people have the mindset that this person uh, a therapist is somebody who tells you what to do um and maybe it might depend on the therapist uh i haven't been to all different types but the therapy that i'm aware of um, it's more so just kind of guiding the conversation, allowing you guys to see each other's points and then um, helping you to create healthier habits 
um, and patterns. So right, right, yeah, I agree. So just for those who are like, oh, I don't want to do therapy. Think about it. You never know. You know what? Humor me. Um. Now, what advice do you have for people who are looking for love? And so you could be talking towards men or women, whoever. Well, I have a different different way of looking at um, that question. Okay. In my personal opinion, and this may not be everyone's opinion, but I think not looking for love is the way that you can find love sometimes. Okay. I think sometimes people go out searching, and that can make you have expectations, and that can also be frustrating when things don't work out the way you wanted them to work out Mm -hmm. my way of doing things is just to let it happen naturally when i was single and i met michelle i was not looking for love i just went somewhere with my friends met someone and thought okay i know someone in montreal i didn't go in with the mindset okay i'm gonna find my wife here i'm gonna (laughs) find my mother and my children here and, and nothing like that so i think sometimes it's okay to just live your life don't go searching and if it's meant to be, someone will come into your life naturally. Um, um, that would be my advice: is not to put too much pressure on yourself to look for love. Um, put yourself out there, so obviously you can find someone. If you stay at home all all all, all day, you're not going to meet anyone at home. But if you go out of your house, go to the, go to different events, not with the intent of trying to find someone, but just living your life, someone will eventually pop in your life. That's just been my experience, and I think that's what works best. Yeah. I'm on the same level as you. I was same thing. Wasn't looking for a relationship. Um, was still kind of. I was in university. I was just more so kind of focusing on that and enjoying single life and everything. And then you know, I find that when you're not looking, that's usually when things kind of fall into place. Um, but definitely put yourself in spaces where you know you are doing things that you love because then there's like more of that likelihood of you you are meeting somebody so let's say you like to you like to swim and you decide to take swimming classes maybe this is a terrible example but um put yourself in swimming classes and who knows maybe you might meet somebody who so happens to be in your class you know um but don't go in with the expectation that you're going to find somebody just do what you love to do and then you know someone will you'll meet somebody and it it will it'll happen right that's a that's a good point too like because you want to meet someone that has very common yes so if you're gonna put yourself out there and do things that you love and you meet someone that's also doing that same thing Look, now you met someone that has you have a common exactly. interest with. Yeah. If, if you like, you know, if you're if you're someone that's into the church, and you're going to church, you might meet a church going man or a church going woman. Yep. If you if you love basketball and go to a basketball game, you might see someone that that also loves basketball, etc. Right. So I think that's a that's a good point. I'll also say, um, because obviously there's a lot of single people who are looking for love, but I always try to encourage people that enjoy your singleness. I know you're looking for love, but enjoy the time that you are single. You know, really get to know into your, know yourself, dive into the things that you like to do. And I'm not just saying it obviously is a way for you to meet people, but just to kind of enjoy the time that you are with yourself. So I guess in a sense, don't be looking for love. <laughs> um, and, you know, do the things that maybe would also attract people about you. So, you know... 
again therapy there's nothing wrong with individual therapy you know work on yourself to be a better person of you um i will say that sometimes therapy therapy does a great job of showing you the things that you're aware of but once you're in a relationship there are a lot of things that you didn't know until you get yourself into a relationship right. so um do as much work as you can um and just enjoy your singlehood before you know getting with somebody or meeting people or putting yourself in situations where you get to meet men or women right i agree um what do you love about our relationship um i love that we have a lot of good times you know we laugh together you know, we are able to, you know, sit down, have a, you know, Netflix and chill. <laughs> you know, just watch a bunch of shows that we can both, uh, you know, enjoy and laugh and talk about after the fact. And, you know, and I, I like the fact also that, you know, throughout the ups and downs, we're, we're still working for, you know, the working to be at a space where, you know, like we're always working towards getting to a better space yeah i like that a lot we never give up whenever there's you know arguments or what have you mm-hmm. we always still work together and try to get to a better spot um i like the fact that we've been able to build like a, a home you know mm-hmm. we have we have two two children we have a, you know we have a house mm-hmm. we live together we're able to actually we're able to build something um, and create something so i i definitely love that as well i love Um, I love our journey and what I mean by that is you know we started off in a long distance relationship two separate cities Uh, so I loved our I love our story because our story you know not a lot of people have that's that long distance relationship in which they last and you know they have kids and built a house like you mentioned so i really do love our journey um and now the world knows <laughs> our journey um but i like our journey i love our journey so that's one thing i like about our relationship another thing is we both have the same sense of humor i wouldn't, <laughs> we, I, we I wouldn't say that's true <laughs> we but we both understand humor we understand humor <laughs> wait hold on i've seen the tiktok videos that you're dying laughing about and then you sent to me i'm like yeah but, okay that, hold on and i'm like yeah that actually wasn't funny they were and funny. michelle's over here dying they, they are hilarious listen i understand your humor and you understand some of my humor yeah. <laughs> but on one top of like one particular level of humor we're on the same page okay like the teasing and yes yes that's what i, that's what I meant. okay okay yeah, so on that the, yeah, level we have some common we have some know. common listen what whatever you're watching on tiktok or, or instagram that's different um but you know we're able to laugh and you know kiki and tease each other and have a good time i believe the proper phrase would be banter or banter <laughs> banter how did, how did she say better better <laughs> for all my UK, my UK peeps out there 
And we watched a lot of uh, Netflix shows and a lot of the, the, you know, the people on those shows who are from the UK. Yeah. They always talk about how they want to meet someone that has banter. <laughs> banter, but they always say battle. So that's where that came from. Yeah, we were watching uh, Too Hot to Handle, so that's where that came from. Yeah. Um, yes, we like the battle. We like um, just joking around and teasing each other. Um, and yeah, just kind of sitting back, looking back at our life and how far we've come along because we've come a long way yes we have so we're coming towards the end of our episode okay and so with the final question is what would you like to see in the next 10 years and beyond for us I'd like to see us in a bigger house okay (laughs) you know I still want my you know, two car garage okay. and then some. Okay. You know, um, I want to see us, you know, watching our kids going to, you know, university or uh. college or whatever it is that they want to do with their life. I want to see them um, achieve their dreams and achieve their goals. Um, I want to see us in even a better place than we are now mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, our relationship. Um, and I want to see us c- with the, you know, continue to have you know the love that we have mm-hmm. um yeah and i want to see us just succeed i know you have goals of yours and you have i have goals of mine yeah i want to see us all or both reach our goals um together i agree i was not expecting the house but yes a nice house and i would love one that had a dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> yep we gotta get that that's, not even, that's not even a question <laughs> I'm I'm open to whatever that house will look like as long as it's you know bigger space as you mentioned we have two kids so space is limited right now so definitely a bigger uh, spot is what I like to see dishwasher would be nice I need my I need my old school '69 Chevy you know oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) need that old school ride I would like a woman's cave in our next house I want my own sanctuary okay. So you you have your man cave now. Here's 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 the thing. <laughs> okay, it's called a man cave. Okay, no, no. Right? It's just for men. You know, oftentimes, you know, as men, you know, we were out working hard for the family, and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that okay. being the man of the house. Um, so I think it's only right that after all that pressure, to decompress. We have to have a man cave. But I need one too. I work. I come home and right, I clean. That's, that's I true. cook. That's true. I deal with the two kids. We, no, we both deal with the two kids. But uh, I deal with them in a longer period of time in the evening than you do in the morning. And so I need. <laughs> Here we go. A place to decompress too. Okay. <laughs> um. But uh, in all seriousness, no. Um, just you know, kind of continuing on the path that we are on right now. Um, um, continuing to grow our relationship. I would love to be. I mean, I'm not there yet mentally, but I'd love to be um, with you as we're watching our kids grow and find relationships of their own yes, and. Yes get married because i'm gonna need somebody when i start bawling my eyes out okay right. um and to it it's what is funny is that some people don't have the luxury of having both parents there that later on in life 
unfortunately a lot of people statistically as the kids grow up and move out a lot of parents do tend to divorce around that time and I'm hoping that we can continue on that relationship so that we have each other and we're watching our kids and you know our kids are looking at us for um um as examples for relationships that they would like to have um and I am just kind of looking forward to what the next 10 years are like yeah so am I should be very interesting very interesting (laughs) yes indeed to say the least you know well Sean Thank you for being on my episode. It's so funny because I was just telling my mom, like, I have a special guest on my episode today. And she's like, who? I was like, Sean. She's like, you got Sean on your podcast? I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And Get your autographs now. Yeah, you know, you might as well. worth a lot later, you know. Listen, you might as well, okay? I'm, I'm doing big things, okay? Um, so thank you so much for being on our episode, or my episode, rather, on Love. Okay, no problem. Anytime. So what's the takeaway about this from this episode? Really and truly, it's really to give a lot of singles hope that there are good people out there and don't let the craziness that you're seeing on the internet just deter you distract you even there is hope continue along your life journey and you will get to where you want to be you will find your partner don't give up the faith for those who are in relationships i implore you to continue down that road we've been together for 10 years as we mentioned And it's been a journey for us. We've had some bumps in the road, but through it all, we're still here. And I think it really encourages relationships with couples to know that, no, you are not alone. Whatever you're going through, trust me, somebody else is going through it too. On top of that, singles, I think you've been misled. Unfortunately, platforms like Instagram and TikTok can really give you the illusion that relationships are peachy keen, that they're perfect. There's no problems when in reality, relationship is all about work. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you. I just want to be real with you. I don't want you to be in a situation where you find yourself in a relationship and saying, oh my goodness, I bit off more than I can chew. And for some people being in relationships, they realize it's not for them. And that's okay. Relationships are not for everybody. But for those that do want it, it is definitely worth it. But it's going to take a lot of work. And while I encourage people who are in relationships to make it work, let me preface in saying this. I do not encourage you to be in a relationship in which there's any type of abuse, physical, sexual, mental. I don't encourage that. And if that is your case, please, I beg you, get out. But if that is not your situation and you're just dealing with the bumps in the road, I definitely encourage you to continue down that path. And if you need a little help, as my fiance said, doesn't hurt to get any help. There's no shame in getting counseling or seeking therapy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please, please, please share the episode. 
Maybe it'll spark some sort of dialogue with you and friends. Maybe you'll have a conversation with you and your significant other, your spouse, your boyfriend or whomever. Don't forget, like I mentioned before earlier on in this episode, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, specifically Spotify and Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.